What's happening, weirdos? I'll tell you what's happening. We only had an hour because uh, that's how long we had uh, the wonderful Iris watching Leela today. Um, so this is a shorter episode. Mm-hmm. But man, the magic of We Made It Weird. Yeah. I was, you know, I, I'm not going to say I was in a bad mood, but like I had some unresolved stuff yeah. going on. And like we do on this podcast, we got to it. Mm-hmm. We talked about it. And now I feel so much better. And, and that is really the miracle, not of this show. It's the miracle of talking. And, and we say this in the episode, but it's worth mentioning up top. Mr. Rogers says, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Yeah. And this is a real example of like, let, let's not be too, I'm speaking to myself, lazy and just be like, I'm just in a bad mood. I'm just pinched. Something's off. Yeah. Like, let's dig. And I hope everybody listening, I say this on the show too, has somebody in their lives, a friend or a partner or a family member like Val that can listen and and bounce off. It's so often you bouncing off of my crap. I don't know why that is, but here we are. No, I feel like... I feel like you bounce off my crap plenty of times. <laughs> maybe on the show it's more often me. I don't <laughs> maybe, know. Maybe, maybe. But this I'm is... still easing into that vulnerability. <laughs> well, that may be true. This this is a real time capsule episode, and I'm proud of it. We didn't have a lot of time, and and it, it's one of those night and day. At the mm-hmm. beginning, pinched. At the end, heart open, feeling healed, feeling heard. And it has a lot to do with how well Valerie uh, guided us through. So thank you. Yeah, right. Thanks for giving me the credit, but no way. You're welcome. (laughs) And I'm going to be at the Bray Improv. Tickets are slow. (laughs) Tickets are really slow. I was laughing with that. I was like, we've been waiting for this quarantine. Well, first of all, I understand some people still aren't feeling great about COVID. and, and, And we're being careful, too. So I understand that. But I'm like, this is the first and only weekend I'm doing. I'm like, it's going to be hot. Guys, I'm being honest. If you live anywhere near Brea, it would mean a lot if you came out to the Brea Improv. I Go to PeteHolmes.com for tickets. September 3rd weekend. PeteHolmes.com. If you live in Santa Ana, uh, Garden Grove, even Huntington Beach, wow, Fullerton, West Covina. I'm looking at just all of the Temple City. These I mean, are the places well, to get in the car. Because it's not just me. It's me and Laura Bite. So it's like a double headliner show. Uh, unbelievable venue. I love this club, and I want to do right by them and sell it out. And I also just want to have great shows and sell it out. Yeah. So if you if you want PeteHolmes.com for tickets, mean a lot. Hope you're there. Uh, tickets are slow. <laughs> tickets are slow. <laughs> the thing you're not supposed to say. And also September 9th is Living at Largo. It's my stand-up show uh, monthly at Largo. Go to Largo-LA.com. September 9th is the next one. That's the last time uh, Phoebe Bridgers and Bo Burnham were there, so you never know. Yeah. It's a hot show. It's a hot show. Uh, I'm not saying they won't be there this time, but it's always... <laughs> I just don't want anyone coming thinking they'll be there. Yes. But you don't know. You never know. You never who's know. Show you never know who's going to show. At Largo. At Largo. <laughs> uh, and if you like this show, guys, it always means a lot. The way to support us, people ask. And I always say, try one of the Pete's picks, including the incredible Ultimate Ears Fits Earbud Custom Fit Headphones, which I absolutely love. Obviously, you guys know how essential technology is to my life, to your life, to all of our lives daily. I'm swapping in between iPads to computers to phones, listening to podcasts, making phone calls, all these different things. We rely on so many devices. It's easy to forget about the hardware you're born with. Your ears, your ears, 
your ears, dummy. <laughs> Same as your fingerprints. No two are exactly alike. That's why your earbuds probably cause you some discomfort or even physical pain after a while. This is this is bound to happen because they're just made for generic ear fit models that you'll never know or meet. They're not made for you. Enter the Ultimate Ears Fits, true wireless custom fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears that are here to change that. I got them. I was excited about the unboxing. You put them in. It's sort of like this clear plastic on the end, the tip, and you put it in and they light up sort of blue uh, and they warm up, which is incredible. What, what's happening is they're using this uh, proprietary technology that makes them warm and fit custom to your ear. This is a molding experience that makes incredibly comfortable, perfect fitting earbuds. You can actually feel them warming up as the light hardens them into the shape of your ears. Then I can use them, as you guys know, I'm a huge workout guy now, on the treadmill, on the phone, listening to music, listening to podcasts like this. It is so weird that we spend so much time with these things and we don't really care if they fit perfectly. Well, we'll not anymore. Not anymore. Now we have perfectly fitting earbuds with Ultimate Ears Fits. They're the world's most comfortable earbuds with premium sound and all-day comfort. You get a guaranteed perfect fit in 60 seconds and the fun of doing it. Using groundbreaking light form technology, Ultimate Ears Fits mold to the unique contours of your ears. You put them in, connect to the app, and watch the purple-blue light. LEDs form the earbuds to your unique shape with eight hours of continuous playback on a single charge and up to 20 hours with the charging case. Ultimate Ears Fits are the perfect choice for listening to your favorite shows like this one all day long, which is roughly three episodes. Built on, this is a long show, built on industry-leading expertise trusted by pro musicians and hi-fi enthusiasts for over 25 years, used to have to spend thousands of dollars, not anymore, you don't have to do a long fitting with an engineer anymore, these are at-home engineered to provide a full warm sound with a tight, punchy low end, and you can set custom EQ presets through the app as well. Play and pause music or answer calls with the built and controls and use the free app to set custom actions like the voice assistant volume adjustment or more if you try fits and don't love them as much as i do no worries they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee plus you'll get free shipping free returns and a one-year warranty so for a limited time get 15 percent off your first your first your pair of ultimate ears fits true wireless earbuds at ue.com slash fits i actually got one and then i went back and got val one so i can say use that promo code both times use promo code weird at checkout for 15 percent off with code weird at ue.com slash fits get into it Second Pete's pick is Made In. Made In is making some of the best pots, pans, knives, even wine glasses that I've ever encountered in my life and is upping my kitchen game and my food game in a huge way. People are getting more into farmer's markets. They're getting more into cooking. I see a lot of people baking their own bread. But what we're not doing, and to our detriment, is getting serious about our equipment. I mean, how does your favorite restaurant consistently make such delicious food? The short answer, they have access to the right kitchen tools. And with Made In's professional quality cookware and kitchenware, anywhere is capable of making restaurant quality food at home. If you're serious about cooking, you should invest in good 
quality, wonderful quality kitchen tools, and Maiden's cookware and kitchenware products are used by thousands of the world's best chefs. I started with their uh, non-stick frying pan. I love it. I love the size. I love the weight. I love the balance of it. I love how easy it is to clean. And most of all, I love the non-stick formula. It's not nasty chemicals leaking into my food. It is non-stick in a safe and wonderful way. And I'm flipping all sorts of omelets for Leela in the morning. Three egg. You think I can't flip a three? I'll flip a four egg with my maiden. And it goes easily from the stove directly into the oven. And as I already mentioned, so easy to clean. Turns out it's nonstick when you're cooking and it's nonstick when you're cleaning as well. Maiden products are are made to last and offer a lifetime guarantee. Their cookware distributes heat evenly. The blades stay sharp. They're fully forged and perfectly balanced. They have 32,000 and counting five-star reviews, and their products are used by some of the best chefs at Michelin star restaurants around the world. Made in, better cookware for better meals. And right now, Made in is offering our weirdos, our weirdos, 15% off your first order with promo code WEIRD. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made in products. So go to madeincookware.com slash weird and use promo code WEIRD for 15% off your first order and show your support of the show. That's madeincookware.com slash weird. Use promo code WEIRD at checkout. Show your support and up your kitchen game and get some better food in your belly. In your belly area. Last but not least, I am feeling a smooth thanks to our friends at Harry's. Harry's is offering the best shaving experience that I can find. Not only is it so easy and wonderful, it ships directly to you. You shouldn't have to choose, uh, uh, Harry's believes, you shouldn't have to choose between a great shave and a great price. I would agree. And now that you can actually enjoy being outside this summer, a clean shaven look is sounding even more appealing. And that's where our friends at Harry's come in. I love the sharp, 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 German engineered blades. I love the comfortable glide, the balance of the blade in general. You can redeem a Harry's trial set right now when you go to harrys.com slash weird. They deliver a close, comfortable shave at a fair price, still as low as $2 a blade, and Harry's blades are designed to stay sharp. In a recent study, guys who shave four times a week said their eighth shave was as smooth as their first. No gimmicky features. The Harry's team combined a weighted ergonomic handle with their signature German engineered blade cartridge for a smart, simple razor designed to deliver a close shave along all the contours of your face. Harry's blades are crafted in their very own German factory. They love them so much, they bought the factory and went into business with these people that have been doing it for generations, controlling the means of production and focusing on the most important razors uh, razor features allows Harry's to set reasonable prices as low as two bucks per blade refill. And Harry's stands by the quality of their blades so much they offer a hundred percent money back guarantee on harrys.com. So, up your shaving game. Stop overpaying and get shaved. Get shaved. I'm making up my own slogans. Get shaved. Harry's is giving their best offer to weirdos right now. Harry's a new Harry's customer can redeem a starter set. You get a five-blade razor with the weighted handle, foaming shave gel with aloe, and a travel cover to protect your blades when you're on the go. That's a $13 value, wait for it, for just $3. There's never been a better time to try Harry's, so go to harrys.com slash weird to try Harry's today and show your support of this podcast. That's harrys.com slash weird and uh, get your uh, starter set and get shaved. Oh, Val, you didn't say the, the promo. Could just say weird a bunch now at the end here? Weird. 
weird. There you go. All right, guys. We made it weird. 52? Yeah. Get in. Uh, you say it. No, you were about to say a cool one. Do it cool like that. Get into it. Was it cool? Yeah. Get into it, love. <sighs> Oi. Stop it. It's me, Brett Goldstein. <laughs> this is We Made It Weird 52. You know I listen shirtless. Uh. While I lift. That's why I'm so fit. <laughs> fit, not fat. Fit. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Get into fit. <laughs> We've never started over, and I just started over. And there are so, in my mind, there were so many other times where I was like, we should start over, and that wasn't one of them. Really? Yeah. I will say the first 20 minutes of this podcast every time is the should we start over zone. I don't often <laughs> think that. Yeah. In fact, that's a really bad way to think. Yeah. And then at the, after the 20 minute point, the only reason that we're out of that zone is just because we've done it longer than 20 minutes. We're not going to start over. That's what I mean. It's not because it's great. <laughs> It's because it's longer than 20 minutes, and you're like, well, I can't. And we only have an hour. Welcome. We have an hour. I guess we say welcome in the intro. Yeah. But we only have one hour, and we have one hour to also do the intro. Shit. Oh, my god. So like 50 minutes. To, who cares? How's it going? How do you feel? Say, what, what do you say? Ah, what do you say? What do you hear? What do you know? Hey, Joe. What do you know? <laughs> when did we stop calling everybody? I feel like in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Into 1960, people called everyone Joe. Hey, yeah. Joe. Yes. Cup of Joe. Yeah, Joe was just like short for... Man. Man, yeah, for yeah. God. Back then, the Bible was Joe and Eve. <laughs> okay. Only to like the people who were like in the end. Like you know, cool like, kids in San Francisco. Yeah. Riffing on the Old Testament. Because... Adam, <laughs> see, he was the original Joe. <laughs> And Eve, his old lady, or should I say his new lady, seeing on account of she was made out of one of his ribs. <laughs> we pan over and someone's playing the bongos lightly. That's your bongo sound? Lightly. Like if I was playing regular bongos, it'd be... But lightly with just the fingertips. And then in the 70s, everybody was Jack. Hey, Jack. <laughs> That's Richard Pryor. It's not just a generic. I'm saying in Richard Pryor's routines, it always go, "Hey, Jack." Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> We're I, not either of us are sure. I literally I'm not sure. It's not often when you say, "Okay," you mean it. Yeah. Okay. Like literally, is that okay? And I'm the last person who can say if it's okay. Uh, well, I maybe think it's you're okay. The last person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the second to great, last. Great, great, <laughs> grain great grain cereal. It is. How are you, Mama? I'm good. It's hot. You're it's gonna say it's hot. Very hot in here. It's this, one of the things, yep. This is like, you, did you sauna? I saunaed the fuck. Yeah. I saunaed the fuck. I saunaed the fuck, and you exercised in here. I'm sure you'd like everyone to know, and... That's so <laughs> hurtful. Oh, no! Because you know what it is, dude? You know what it is, dude? We had our friend Annie come over yesterday, who we love, who did wardrobe for the Pete Holmes show. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're still dear friends with her and her partner. <laughs> and she came over and she's lost like 900 pounds. That's not even true. She she just, she's already a thin person and then yeah. she just got like 
really tight. Mm-hmm. And then, and this is just the sort of thing that, this is just the ABCs of me. <laughs> I mentioned that I ordered a large t-shirt because I lost some pounds. Mm. And then when she left, I was like, what the, f- I should have been talking about, she looks like a, a Japanimation, like an anime <laughs> hero. Mm-hmm. Like she looks like it's easy to picture her doing a flip now. Yeah. Or a cartwheel in billowing pants. And well, I'm like, I need a large shirt. What I'm saying is, it's just an, even for all the talk we do about consciousness, and mm-hmm. I don't mean spiritual consciousness, I just mean living consciously, mm-hmm. trying to be aware of what's going on around you, mm-hmm. trying to not just be like so many of us are, just little balls of our personality in a paintball gun and just shooting them at everything Mm -hmm. just to like see that you exist splat large not writ large splat large (laughs) and blue and red and green and burgundy it's maroon and burgundy uh anyway so for all the talk we do about it there i was doing what i made fun of that guy remember the classic story he was brown as a berry he went away he went away he went away for two weeks he came back brown as a berry (laughs) This is my apartment building. And he sounded a little like Ray Romano. And I went, he said to me, did you get some sun? And I was like, did I get some sun? And I didn't bite. I should have. I just went, no. He wanted you. He wanted me. Yeah. To say, hey, you're brown as a berry. I don't think that you, I don't think you were doing that for Annie, first of all. Second of all, we've seen her... Since she's lost a lot of weight. That's right. It's old news. It's old news. And she just got a very significant, adorable haircut. Talked a lot about the haircut. And we talked a lot about the haircut. That's the most recent news. I knocked also, out of the park with the re-haircut. Also, like... Also, who cares how I did with the haircut? Annie with will mention her weight loss. And it's, like, a beautiful thing. We're so, like... It's it's lovely to watch somebody be proud of something they've done and feel be, like good about themselves. You're absolutely right. And so, like, why wouldn't that be true for you? And, and you it was know what? such a small moment of the whole hang. I guess I'm just like, I'm very interested. I think a big topic on this thing is like the blood of our parents, the mistakes of our parents. Mm. And I do want to say this with sincerity. I love my parents, and they did their very best, and their very best was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, I'm saying that for real, for real. Mm-hmm. I know I talk a lot about them. It's because I'm now a parent, a parent, and I'm processing. And as we get older, you feel some of these new moods mm. that you recognize from your dad. New mood, by honest. <laughs> At onit.com slash weird. New mood is a fine supplement. Why is that funny? Like, I get mad. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm uh, serious. And then the sound of, a, of, like, a new mood bottle. Like, oh, shit. I blew it. This isn't new mood. I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> I know that, Peter. But the audience doesn't know that. It's a podcast. Why did I say this isn't new <laughs> You grabbed mood. it out of my hand. This, this isn't, isn't new mood. <laughs> this isn't new mood. But this is like, it's the sound of me getting new mood for you so that you'll be in a better yeah. mood. Yeah. No, I'm just being... <laughs> it's fair. No, no, no. I don't mean from all of the stuff before the podcast. I mean because of whatever you just said right before that bit, which didn't work. I think I understand. <laughs> like you had said something... 
sassy, and so it was like, I'm getting the new mood and like popping the video out. <laughs> oh, it was because you were from like... from on it, a new mood pellet gun <laughs> that you can shoot new mood into, into your... the mouth of your grumpy ass dad <laughs> or your or your grumpy ass mom That's at Thanksgiving. I was yes anding the bit of you being like new mood is a significant substance like being mad and I was like I'm going to get some for you because you're getting so worked up about about, this. about new mood. Yes. Like new mood works so well it even will curb your bad attitude about someone disparaging new mood. <laughs> yeah. Even though you really were just misunderstanding. We're just I'm melting. <laughs> Right. We're caving in. On this is ourselves. getting into Todd Glass territory. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm melting is such a funny way to get out of a con- like a conversation tangle where you just are like, okay, I'm melting, <laughs> and then slide onto the floor. <laughs> it makes me think of. I know I've told you the story, but Hazel Santino, uh, a saint among us, was my like adorable artistic Sicilian friend in high school and we were in a group once where we had to like do a project about raisin in the sun and then she her job was to read the poem and we were all like in our desks but in like a big circle around the classroom and she read she read it like very dramatically but like tongue in cheek like she was being funny and I don't, I think the last words of that poem are like, are like a raisin in the sun. Yeah, I think but so. Maybe, if not, I'm going to be embarrassed. But I, it was basically like, she just went, like a raisin in the sun and then slid under her desk and onto Oh my floor. God. And I loved that moment. That's a great hardest laugh story. Yeah. She slipped away at the end of the poem. Yeah. And I have a raisin in the sun story. You do? And then I just tell the story of the book, A Raisin in the Sun. <laughs> oh, you have the Raisin in the Sun story. Pretty sure the first lines of that book are, speak up, I can express yourself. Mm. Not sure about that. Was it's, wor- that it's worth a goog. Oh my God. I'm going to speak up, Ike, and express yourself. What is it from? It is from, who dat knocking at Dido? <laughs> okay, look. I'm reading it. I know. I'm reading it. Oh. Oh, wait. Speak Up, I Can Express Yourself is a poem. Is the name of a poem. Is a poem. Is it? I would have bet a million dollars that Speak Up, I Can Express Yourself was the opening line of Raisin in the Sun. Welcome to a podcast that's just us Googling stuff. (laughs) Who dat knocking at de dough? Um, Why, Ike Johnson? Yes, for show. Come in, I I was mighty glad. Okay, so I understand why you're laughing. But when we were in junior high, boy, we had a hard time getting through this. Yeah. Um, Because we were shitty little twats. Yes. (laughs) As all all junior high boys are. (laughs) But anyway, I believe the poem Raisin in the Sun has the line, I'm not sure, but do you... Does it, do you carry it high above your head or something? Or does it sag like a heavy load? Oh, right? yeah. And me and Zach Johnson, another scampy twat. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I was a scampy twat and he was too. Mm-hmm. We decided to write in your pants. <laughs> Wait, like in someone, the book? Someone had uh, written it large on construction paper and Crayolas. And it's it said... large. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was splat large. That heavy load. Oh my god! And and he wrote in. Mm-hmm. I wrote your. Mm-hmm. He wrote pants. So we would. Can you? Does oh. that bring up any? Yeah. So you memory would be equally. Equally. So you couldn't culpable. narc on the other. Oh. So I we'd both never... be in trouble. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? Kill us both. <laughs> Like, it's barely bad enough, like, a bad enough offense to send one kid to the office. What are you going to send two kids? But the problem was we were ruining another student's, like, artwork. Yeah, no, it's shitty. It sucks. See, this is why I was a bad teacher. I just would have, I have no idea what to do in that situation. Like, I kept being faced with things like that, teaching middle school, where I'm like, I don't know. Well, I just want to talk about literature. <laughs> that's what's been illuminating about being married to you is because I still have that thing where I think my teachers sort of lived at the high school. Yeah. And then I met you and I was like, no, teachers. And, you know, Beth, my sister-in-law, your sister-in-law as well. Uh, so more and more teachers are in my life. And I'm just like, not only are they real people, but like. Just like me, they yeah. could give a fuck. Like, oh. all of this stuff they have to do is sort of in the way yes. of what they would like to be doing. Yes. It's like doing comedy where you're constantly being heckled. Yeah. It sounds like a nightmare. I don't mean well, to disparage the teachers out there. It really isn't all Or the... discourage the teachers out there. That certainly is... Uh, it. You get both. So I got that ultimate experience because when I was teaching middle school, I was teaching with... Like, I would say, I think, like, four or five of my old middle school teachers. So my people who taught me in middle school then were my colleagues. What? Yes. Just sharing powdered creamer? <laughs> yeah, and, like, like waiting in for the teacher other lounge, the, 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 the f- paper cutter. Of course. <laughs> And the fridge buzzes. Yeah. You know it's it was, a buzzy fridge. It was always a buzzy fridge. And a, a <laughs> microwave from the, the 70s. And that like microwave is very panel. dirty because the history teacher yes. is always nuking his burritos 30 seconds too long. <laughs> and he claims that when the splat hits, that's when you know it's done. <laughs> and we're like... That very well may be, Vern, <laughs> but wipe it with a sponge before it crusts. Yeah. Just because you teach history doesn't mean you're better than us. Well, it's funny that you specifically said the t- history teacher, because my old history teacher, I taught with him, and I remember him like getting pretty mad at us when we were in middle school, but he also was like cool. Like He had a lot of great moments, and... Uh, and like liked me, so I I thought he was a good teacher. Um, but that by the time I was teaching with him, that's so ten weird. years that's later, so weird. That shouldn't be. I know. Like as soon as you become a teacher, they should do Harry Carey, <laughs> Harry Carey, Harry. They should kill themselves with a sword like a samurai. <laughs> In that's how it should go. Yeah. You should go. Well, now the teacher has become the student has become the teacher. I can't continue teaching next to them. Or should they do Harry Carey and be like, if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? (laughs) If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Uh, That is the stupidest joke that I... No, not what you said. No. It's a wonderful joke. (laughs) And I would love to see it executed 
to the point where it's like, I can't believe they made us sit through that. So what I'm saying is, we do a shot-for-shot remake of The Last Samurai. By the way, Harry Carey, I believe we're saying it correctly, is pretty uh, amazing as a tradition, as like having a the samurai culture is so steeped. I'm not trying to walk it back, by the way. I'm just saying, when I watch The Last Samurai, which I do from time to time, I'm always deeply moved by the, the, the honorable warrior suicide scene. So I do want to tip the hat and be like, not the best riff zone. But if there was a shot for shot remake where the guy is about to do that, but instead of killing himself, but it's like 15 minutes of setup, he just goes, if you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? I know I would. And then it just goes to black. And then the credits are just scrolling middle fingers. Like, instead of the cast and crew, it's always just middle fingers etched in the darkness scrolling up. Yeah. And that lasts for 45 minutes. I mean, that's And we truly, only show it in the theaters. That truly sounds like something Eric Andre would do. Yeah. Right? And then, like, it would be the documentary series. The prank would be that they're going to show that, and it would all be about the results. And, like, you yeah. get it into cans or something. Yeah, yeah, You get yeah. it into Sundance. Yeah, yeah. There is something kind of funny about, like, taking over a town just to watch movies. hmm <laughs> I know. It's very interesting. There's something very... And I've been to Sundance before, and I'm like, boy, we love, we love movies. I mean, I love movies, and so does everyone, but every once in a while I get a little glimpse at how important people who make movies think movies are. Well, this is the best Onion headline. I I probably told you this before, but um, Just Shoot Me writer assuming everyone watches Just Shoot Me (laughs) is the funniest, one of the best Onion headlines. And when I moved to L.A., I was like, we... And it's happened to us, for sure, to a certain extent. Like, the, the fact... Yes, it definitely has. Mm-hmm. The, one of the things that's so L.A. is now when you and I watch Frasier at night, mm-hmm. and it says, directed by Kelsey Grammer, and we go, oh, that explains why you could see the TV in that opening shot. Kelsey loves to move the cameras. Yeah. That's, like, that's there were LA. some new angles. Yeah. yeah what is yeah. this... We, what is you know, the shot? If you take, get it, anyone it, can do that. But like in LA, you sort of you just, just you absorb it. Just happens, it. yeah, yeah. I you know. can be in Austin, Texas. That's a great film town. Yeah. Or you could be in Cincinnati, Ohio. It's a great film town. Well, you could be in <laughs> yeah. Camden, New Jersey. It's a great, it's a great film town. <laughs> <laughs> and learn about film, but it just ha- like that's just what people be saying here. Yeah, you just get it through osmosis. <laughs> osmosis. So how are you feeling, Mama? Oh, tell me a little bit more about working with your teachers. Oh, yeah. So I was just going to say the same teacher who was like, fine, definitely like seemed to have a temper, but was okay. But 10 years later, by the time I was working with him, I would walk by his. I mean, I hope I'm not like getting it. I'm sure he's retired by now. But, like, I would walk by his classroom and just, like, hear him screaming (laughs) at the kids. What? And, like, and then, like, there were times that I yelled at kids. And I never in a million years thought I would be the type of person that yelled at kids. But, like, you're you're also just yelling because otherwise they truly won't hear you because they're all yelling. (laughs) This is so funny. And it is just, I mean, I don't, like, I am not proud of of I'm maybe the least proud 
of that phase of life. But it really was like, I was 22 to 24. Yeah. I shouldn't have been trusted with that. No. And the teachers who were way older than me. You shouldn't be able to be a teacher until you're 35. Yeah, or at least 30. I would say 30. I'm giving it that extra five. (laughs) I also like at, you shouldn't be able to be a teacher if you've done it. Well, I would say... I'm also not completely... Of course I'm not serious. We'll take any teacher you can. But I'm sort of like... Thank God for teachers. In the way that I'm picturing a teacher, they probably were 25. (laughs) And I was like, look at this 35-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Dumb, dumb. But I was also going to say, if you've been doing it for 20 years, you should start being observed and evaluated as often as a new teacher is. Oh, it's just like driving. you've just gotten so tired. Like you just got your license, all eyes on the 15, 16 year old that just got it. Yeah. And then when you're 90 and you're driving again, it's like all eyes on you. Same thing with teaching. Yeah. I, I We've talked about this a million. I, I'm not even going to bring it up. I did want to say, so you were saying you'd feel so ashamed about yelling at the students. Yeah. And this is like worth it. And we're only 20 minutes in, so we still have... 30 hot minutes in this short we made it weird and this is the gold because this week you said something to me that Tara Brock taught you that really changed my life which was like when we have a negative feeling it's not just the feeling so I yelled at the kids Mm -hmm. it's the shame like most of the suffering is the shame for having the feeling yeah and you said that to me like it was nbd mm-hmm. but it's completely shifted my life yeah do you remember what i was oh yeah my dad texted me something and i go into this there's an episode coming up uh with dr david dr david uh robbie rabin 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 oh fuck r-a-b-i-n and he's incredible and he teaches us how to say his name in, in, <laughs> in the interview um, in a really memorable way not the name pronunciation. He said a hard A. Robin. Robin. Raven. 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 I think a hard A. Is yeah, that a, would be Raven. But I could be wrong. Dr. David Raven. That's what it is. Thank okay. you. Who's incredible. He's a psychologist, neuroscientist. He's unbelievable. We talked all about this. So there's more analysis of what my dad texted me and why it mattered and all that sort of stuff. But I was like... um like unreasonably triggered by a series of, of, of texts and they were innocuous on the surface, but to me they meant so much more than the sum of their parts. Again, we get into it in the Dr. David episode that'll be out in a couple of weeks, but I was so mad and then I was so mad. Then I was so ashamed that I was mad. Yeah. We were driving in the car and I, the only thing that worked was you t- noticing that and telling me that. Yeah. And also noticing that, like, I don't want to be mad. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I wasn't white-knuckling the, the steering wheel. But when, you know, living in L.A., sometimes you just see, like, unhoused people having a weird fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just like, oh, look at those. I'm not saying you really do this. But there's definitely an instinct that we have mm-hmm. to other them and go, look at these people screaming in the street yeah and you think you're better than that Mm -hmm. and then you're having this flare-up of of rage Mm -hmm. and it's not even based on anything real Mm -hmm. it's based on like an interpretation of something that might be real but you know most likely isn't even real yeah so but you're still like i think i was like eight out of ten 
really angry mm -hmm. and just kind of going inward. That's that's what I do. I'll just kind of get a little stiff and quiet. And then when you pointed out that it's not the anger, it's the shame that you're angry, I had to go like, I'm angry. Mm -hmm. It's okay. I, I love myself. I, I, I love this anger. It's okay to be angry. Yeah. And then I had to just straight up go... I'm not better than people. Mm -hmm. We're all in this together. Mm -hmm. We all get angry. Yeah. And that's why I'm always trying to point out. It's funny because that's kind of what the text was. I'll, I'll, I'll tip it a little bit. The text was sort of about how lately it's very in style to make right. art about your shortcomings. Yeah. And he sort of said like, you know, politicians will... Make it make it sound like they're more relatable because they've made mistakes in the past. Right. And then he was like, but I'll tell you what's better. Ten times out of ten is just doing the right thing. Then you'll always be on top. And I was just like so disgusted by that. Yeah. I mean, I think people, <laughs> I was pretty upset about it. People even whose dad who like doesn't have the baggage of that being their dad. It is upsetting for anybody who would enjoy listening to this podcast. Yeah. I would imagine they also see why that would be upsetting to be like, it's a mistake to show your vulnerability. Yeah, and and that's that's what I'm saying. The the affront too was I'm forty two, which is nine times out of ten what I want to yell yeah. or proclaim mm -hmm. uh, in these interactions with my parents is just remind them mm. that the parenting window is over. Yeah. And that we should be like you aging up and becoming a teacher. You should be respected now as also a teacher. Yeah. But no, I'm still like, you have to text me that like winning is good and being wrong is bad. No wonder I flock and rush to Richie, Richard Rohr, who says we don't come to God by doing it right. We come to God by doing it wrong. Mm. Or, or Ramdas, who so beautifully incorporated all of his foibles and his, his narcissism or losing his temper or whatever it might have been. Yeah. And he folded it into the bread. Mm. And, and, and by the way, you know, the joke response would have been like, oh, God, I just can't stand losers. Just people who don't stick up for themselves mm -hmm. and are always stumbling under the weight of their own cross, <laughs> bleeding from the forehead, getting sped upon, and then they die in public. I mean, get real. Like, what can be learned from that? Like, yeah. I, like I just want... Yeah. Like, and I, I don't want to be too hard on my dad, but in that situation, you're like, you know, who's a good guy? Caesar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caesar's always on top. I mean... I'm deeply drawn to a spirituality. Uh, I, I believe it's called a descending spirituality. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's often turned into an ascending, a spirituality of ascent. Mm -hmm. But I'm all about let's take some things off. Let's believe less. Let, let's mm -hmm. let's have less labels and beliefs about ourselves, and just get more and more simple and mm -hmm. smaller. And and then to and again, he, he didn't mean anything by it, but he, he sent me that, and I was so. It's funny that I was mad. And then ashamed. And the lesson that was being reinforced was, yeah, you should be ashamed that you're mad because that's not how you stay on top. Yeah. Do the right thing and be a yeah. good guy. Be John F. Kennedy. Mm. Be a slick guy. Be a cool guy. Wow. Look good. Dress sharp. Have a cool car. Be it's, the envy of the neighborhood. In other words. It's there will be blood. This is why I love where there will be blood. And then you end up in a mansion alone. 
And you're a murderer, but don't worry, no one knows. Yeah. No one but your butler knows you murdered that kid, so you're good yeah. in the eyes of the West, in the world. Well, it's really, that's, I really think you touched on something there, because really how I'm seeing that is, like, your dad has that worldview, and that's another thing that I think is, is was triggering for you, is that... This is not like the this is not like an out of nowhere text. That really is like a fundamental value of his is yeah. like winning and being on and top. Be a winner. Even though I made a show called Crashing, not called Flourishing. I mean like my <laughs> yeah. whole I think that's but, that's why it feels like an affront. It's like, hey, stop doing that and just get back to the crest commercial version of yourself. That was better for all of us. That's how it feels. Yes, yes. But also it's like so you so he this person who had such a loud voice in your life, such authority in your life, has this value. You've done something really beautiful where you have really swung the other way and you're all about crashing and your vulnerabilities and sharing everything. But... Not the show, but fall, the, the practice yeah, of falling upward. Yeah, yes. That it's the mistakes that reveal our truth. Yes, all of that, that passionate soliloquy you just gave about like descending and all of that and and it's gorgeous and what's interesting is it's important to recognize like so so you that's in direct conflict with your values but because he got to you young and early his voice is still in there and it was in there in the form of you shouldn't be mad at at this because like what you just said that that's not how to be on top right like right now this has you and i need to and win at this the mind fuck of being sort of passively told don't don't show vulnerability don't show weakness don't show brokenness don't be mad mm-hmm. uh, or don't be weak or 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 uh, vulnerable or any of these things being told that by somebody who was losing his temper you know what yeah. i'm saying and he's like don't, but don't do that. You have a clean exterior. And I'm like, but that didn't happen in our house. Well, that's, that's like the extra. Losing your temper is the acceptable emotion for men. Like that. It's still not for me though. No, it's not acceptable, but I'm No, saying... no, no. I mean, even in my family. Oh, uh, like even to your dad? Yeah. The time, the time I lost my temper with my family. Oh, I see. It's not okay he, for he you He was to like, lose your temper. He was not okay with it. No. And then I apologize. This was one of the biggest mind fucks of my I life. Hate was I apologized for losing my temper, and then he like didn't. I it, it was it it killed me to apologize because I wanted to be like I w- I was right. You I were I felt right. like a boundary was crossed, and I didn't like how it felt, mm-hmm. and I expressed myself. I was a little bit louder than I normally am. But then yeah. to to stop it, I saw the the rope slipping out of my hand. The control, mm-hmm. the whole the whole production. Yeah. It's like if I drop this rope, the curtain comes down, the the set comes down, our costumes fall off, the audience will die, yeah. everything will the theater will burn down, oh. like everything. I so I I got scared, and in a, a desperate move, I apologized, mm-hmm. even though it went against everything inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, the the feeling of apologizing. For losing my temper to a family that has lost its temper so much and never apologized for it yes. was was a real type of humiliating 
painful death. I mean, I feel it in my body. Oh, it was I, one like, of the worst moments ever. Yeah, I, I think, and to apologize to people who won't then even remotely apologize to their for their role in getting you to that point. Well, of that's the fantasy. So you joke about me doing an impression of like what I wish they would say. And mm-hmm. on in that occasion, we, and we've alluded to that, that was a big night in my life. It's one of the few times in my life I've lost my temper with my family or with anybody. Yeah. And um, it just, and I, I've seen families, and this is why I have a lot of jealousy when I watch movies that have mm-hmm. families that communicate or even cartoons that have families that communicate. I'll get so jealous it actually comes out yeah. as like anger. Yeah. Uh, or or like disgust, like I'm mad that it wasn't that way. And I'm just like, it would have flipped my lid if somebody was like, but really asked and really listened, like, why are you so upset right now? Yeah. Or like, what did we do yeah. that made you upset? Help us understand. Yeah. Like, which is what we talk about so much on this podcast is like, can I we wish- get to the why? If I had been there because I am a nine, I, I would have just been silent and probably like touching your knee, like gently, like I'm here with you, but in a silent way. But I wish I could have been there and I wish I could have been bold enough to be like, yep, the night's over, pack it up. You're, you guys are out of here. Like, right. bye. And just like been back up for you because I, I love your anger in that instance. And in, and in a lot of instances, I love your anger because that anger is protecting you it's your it's your advocate it's saying like there is an injustice here and like i'm not going to not address it and i'm going to raise my voice so that you because i've tried multiple times to not raise my voice and you are not hearing me <laughs> That's so, why you raise your voice. So that's literally, <laughs> I must need to say this louder. Well, what you're making me realize is if if I was protecting you exactly. or Leela, it would be like a good story. Exactly. But because I was trying to protect myself, it's like, a, you lost your cool. That's right. And, yeah. and to me, that part of you, your protector, angry part was protecting my favorite person. So I'm, I'm going to yeah. buy him a pizza. <laughs> but when you say that, you, it's funny that you say that because that night was exacerbated by the fact that we ordered pizza and it took two hours I to know. arrive and everybody was so hungry. Yeah. And um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a good situation. Yeah. But this, it, it's really funny. When I said, I'm sorry to my dad, he said, love means never having to say you're sorry, <laughs> which is a line from a movie. Yes. And we've talked about this since where we're like, that's Isn't not... the the meaning of that line meaning like he says I'm sorry to a young woman and she says love means never having to say you're sorry meaning like we love each other you don't, you don't have, have to, to say, say you're that's, sorry to I've me. never seen the movie but that's how I I've, I've never seen the movie I always, and and my dad was saying no if you love me you, you should never, never do mistakes. anything <laughs> that would make you need to say I'm sorry and I'm like oh my god not only am I apologizing which was so deeply humbling yes and unpleasantly eating it like felt like eating shit yeah you're not even accepting the apology that i resentfully am giving uh-huh. and secretly wishing for one that yeah. i my hurt feelings is like i've been waiting 40 years for an apology yes <laughs> like as as i'm sure a lot of people can relate 
this there is... are things that you know that go wrong in families, even though they mean the best. Now I'm getting, I'm I'm walking it back so it doesn't That's sound right. too harsh. That's yeah. I I this is something that I want to make sure we don't do to Leela because I think she will be, of course, ideally even more evolved than we are. Um, but like. That this is what happens happened even to me too, where it's like you these these like people <laughs> who are not very emotionally aware have kids, and f- those kids to in order to feel safe become hyper emotionally aware, and because they are hyper emotionally aware. They have to do the emotional work for the whole family. Wow. And that is seen as like, look, like, this is why I I prickle when either either of our moms call us, like, the peacekeeper. Is it's like, well, that should be no child's job. That no child should be the peacekeeper of the family. Boy, that that just made me feel pretty weird when you said that. (laughs) And both of us got that. Yeah. Our whole lives, you're going, oh, this child is extinguishing the fires that we keep lighting. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you want to go, why are you okay with that? Yeah. Why do I have the fire hose? He's, why are there fires? Yes. He's a child. <laughs> and th- it reminds me that, yeah, why are there fires? Why do you keep lighting? <laughs> These Instead fires. of thanking me for axing down the door and putting out the fire, mm-hmm. have you guys considered stop smoking in bed? Yes. Have you considered <laughs> not smoking near the gas pump? Yes. Yes. Oh exactly. God, Valerie. I hope I hope some people are listening and getting healing from this. I hope because so. that, that is the spirit in which I'm talking about. Of it. course. And I'm not saying that to walk it back. You I'm can. saying the reason I love this podcast and the reason I cherish this time is I was feeling a little pinched. That is part of why we started over again. And one of the most beautiful, just because I, was, I didn't like the way I was sounding. I didn't like I was coming off. And one of the things we're discovering and rediscovering every week mm-hmm. is that feelings, are you can walk them back. Mm-hmm. You can walk them back and go, meaning instead of following the breadcrumbs into the forest, follow the breadcrumbs out of the forest. Yeah. Follow the, the memories of breadcrumbs in the dirt. Out on your way out, not deeper in to the feeling, but out. I just stay on this metaphor for nine hours, and, <laughs> and it's not a sourdough bread. It's like a that's so bread. funny. It's like a salted sourdough, so it's really good. It's worth the gluten. I'm just saying, like, so much of the time, I feel like a mystery to myself, and I think people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And part of feeling a mystery, like a mystery to yourself is you're in a bad mood or you're feeling sideways or you're feeling sad Mm -hmm. and you can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that this podcast keeps showing to me and what I hope people are getting from it and the brilliance and the open heart and the the glorious sunlight that you are, Val, Mm -hmm. and I hope other people have safe people like you, Mm -hmm. is you can talk about it. You can start going like, wait, am I done being mad or being sad about a text saying... I've noticed a lot of people are making their living, making their way in comedy. He meant comedy Mm. by talking about things they've done wrong. Dad, I did that. Yeah. Dad, I do that. Yes. Why not just cut to the chase and say, son, I don't see you. Mm -hmm. I've, you know, like that's kind of how it feels. Uh Uh-huh. Of course (laughs) it feels that way. It is, of course. 
course that is hurtful because the options are, okay, well, either you don't know me well enough to know that I do that, or you are passive aggressively telling me that I shouldn't do that. And well, that, neither option feels great. Well, that was a moment so on the new show that I, I'm so grateful to be doing. I was talking about how it was more of a family show. So it'll be like a clean show. And I was yeah. like, this is great. It'll be a show that you guys can watch. And he was like, oh, so you'll be more like the real you. And I was yeah. like, I wrote Crashing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You think someone else wrote that? I know. I wrote that. You think yeah. someone else Got you and mom's voice perfectly. Mm -hmm. Someone else pulled lines from my breakup perfectly. Yeah. Someone else, someone in the writer's room pitched what it's like to turn the safe search on because pornography was too yeah, intense for you. somebody else must have That must have been that. somebody else. Or it was all that nasty Judd Apatow that it, was yeah. making you write that Scapegoat stuff. the Apatow. That's what yeah. we always do. <laughs> but like, again, to, I don't want to sound too whiny. The reason I like talking about this is because I think people can relate. I can know on one hand that my father definitely wants to know me. Yeah. Thinks he does. Yeah. And is trying to. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that is That's not true. walking it back. It is true. And I know he loves me. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that I know that's true for other people. Yeah. We have parents who want to know them, who love them, or, or any combination of those four. Yeah. And yet, one of the reasons we make art is because we're screaming, this is who I am. Yeah. This is what it feels like. To be me. Yeah. That thing that I said, like, stand-up is painting a portrait of what it's like inside your brain. Mm -hmm. That's what it's, That's why it's lovely. Mm. When I get a really good look at my brain, I'm like, no wonder all of my stand-up hours kind of sound the same. Because it's I. this is a familiar neighborhood. I walk around my brain a lot. And then you share it with people. And then they go, that's what my brain looks like. Mm -hmm. And that feels less alone. And that's beautiful. Yeah. So we're not just doing that with our parents. We're doing that with everybody. Mm -hmm. And people listening, I hope they can relate to some of that feeling of apologizing when you want an apology. Mm. I'm not just saying that to whine. By the way, whining is not beneath me. Yeah. I'm not better than people. I like whining. Mm -hmm. I like working in the conversation how I've lost weight to someone who's lost weight. Mm. The reason why the tan guy asking me if I got any sun, I make fun of it is because he reminds me of me. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. I go around and I should be wearing a shirt that says, ask me about my latest project. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's what it seems to be what I want. Mm. So I'm hoping that people get what I hope sometimes they say they do get out of these conversations, which is some solidarity. You're not alone. The things that are driving you crazy, to quote Mr. Rogers, they're mentionable. Yeah. And if they're mentionable, they're manageable. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying that. I'm saying I feel better because of this conversation. I'm sorry I talked so much. No. I hope everybody feels the same. Please. I think that's beautiful. And it is so relatable. And the last little point I would want to make, because it's what came up when you were going through this after the text, is that I often get to this point in therapy where it's like, okay, I, you know, my parents weren't able to be there for me in this, 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 and what way, whatever the example is. And then I think of all the people in my life, including you, who are that, who do really see me and who, who like are able to show up for me 
in these ways that you can only really do if you are actively doing the work yourself, you know. Um, and then I will get to a point where I go, my child self, like, can't fully accept that. It, it's like, mm -hmm. but I want these two people to be the ones mm -hmm. doing that. Mm -hmm. And you get, you just get to that point where it doesn't, it doesn't, like, cancel out any of the the outside love that you're getting and the reparenting that your friends or partner or yourself is doing because like science has shown that we can we can reparent each other um but your child self will always want the original two to be that they will long for the original two yes or the original one or whatever your situation is um and we were just talking about that why chosen family sometimes just doesn't work as well as it should yeah although i i've sort of turned and go like it can it does it just takes work or effort or reinforcing or something i think it does work but what i have found is it takes like it's like your adult self knows that and every so often your child self like still doubts it and I think it just takes years of, like, these people showing up for you and you getting the things that you needed That's from right. these other people and you getting it, giving it to yourself for your child self to eventually trust that. But in the meantime, what Jennifer Mandaka, my beautiful therapist, says is, like, just honor the longing. Mm. Like, you, you have this this kind of misplaced, not misplaced, maybe misplaced, uh, or just naive longing for your parents to be exactly who you thought they were when you were five years old, you know. Um, and that just, there's nothing to be done that's not a problem. You can just be with that longing and hold that longing and say, oh, yes. It's I like know. my anger. Yeah. It's like my anger. And for some reason, it was valuable to me to go, like, I'm not a magic boy. That is better than anger. Yeah. And I said this to Dr. David. I was like, fuck Superman. I hate Superman. That, yeah. be, that Because he's perfect. Yeah. And I don't, I don't need perfect. I don't like perfect. Yeah. I've never needed perfect. And I resent that they try to make it a Jesus story. Yeah. He comes from another planet to, and his parents die or all, all that. There's all this like, he's from the God planet and he comes to earth to be Jesus. Yeah. Like, not my Jesus. My Jesus was way more like Batman. Yeah. And he's sad and he's, Doing the best with that man body, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. uh, meaning it's a broken thing, and yeah. and, and and whatever. I, I've said that before. I love that. I didn't mean to interrupt, did no. I? No, no. I think that's good. And we, we do you have a poem? Yeah, I have the poem that I was going to read. I, I want to really make week. sure that I let you finish your point. I didn't think I was yeah. interrupting as much as I was picking up on the tail and trying to echo it. Yeah, did I do that? No, I all I wanted to say was honor the longing, and the longing isn't. We think because it's sad, it's a problem or it's broken, um, but it isn't. It's not a problem. You can just honor it. That's, I guess that's the, it. the last thing I was going to say about it is what Jennifer said about it, which is if you are nurturing the longing and you are work, you're claiming it as yours and working it out within yourself, then you won't hand it over to people who can't really be trusted with it. Mm. You'll be, you you can be trusted with it. So you keep it in 
you know, in your being and just nurture it and give it the love it's it's wanting to have. I love that, Mama. Yes. Okay. All right. So thank you. This was great. I feel so this podcast helps me so much. I know. <laughs> so me thank too. you for listening. Uh, and here's the what is the poem? It's called Accepting This Do you by lean a little bit. Yeah, it's called Accepting This by Mark Nepo. And I don't know if it's really applicable to this specific episode, but it's fine. It it's it's just a touch of loveliness. And the song we're listening to is always Eric Satie, Gymno PD number one. Yes. Okay, accepting this. Yes, it is true, I confess. I have thought great thoughts and sung great songs. All of it rehearsal for the majesty of being held. The dream is awakened when thinking I love you, and life begins when saying I love you. And joy moves like blood when embracing others with love. My efforts now turn from trying to outrun suffering to accepting love wherever I can find it. Stripped of causes and plans and things to strive for, I have discovered everything I could need or ask for is right here in flawed abundance. We cannot eliminate hunger, but we can feed each other. We cannot eliminate loneliness, but we can hold each other. We cannot eliminate pain, but we can live a life of compassion. Ultimately, we are small living things awakened in the stream, not gods who carve out rivers. Like human fish, we are asked to experience meaning in the life that moves through the gill of our heart. There is nothing to do and nowhere to go. Accepting this, we can do everything and go anywhere. Wow. Right? That's a great one. That's such a good one. It also made me think of the human fish on the Chris Gethard show. Oh, There's yeah. A guy named human fish. <laughs> it also is like, it was your Superman point. Yeah. Yeah. Flawed. There was flawed abundance or something. Flawed abundance. But then it also says, um, what was it? We are not gods. Yep. Uh, yeah. We are small living things awakened in the stream, not gods who carve out rivers. Yeah. Smaller. A descending religion. Yeah. Mine is a descending religion. Yeah. Not everybody's needs to be. (laughs) Um, All right. Thank you, everybody. What a special experience this was for me. Yeah. I wish you could... We should have, like, taken my vitals before and after, Mm. because my heart... My heart just feels like Vegas, baby. Open. It's open (laughs) (laughs) 24-7. No masks. Just fully open. No masks. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. If anybody can come up with a joke about coronavirus, corona, and Delta, Del Taco, t- yeah. tweet it. <laughs> tweet it at us. Keep it crispy. Wait, did it too slow? No, I just, I like, I feel like we always do it really slow. You nailed it. You do it. Do a clean one. Keep it crispy. Nice. So crispy. My ice cream, make you want to get it.